Okay, hi, a frigid Tuesday night in Western New York. Mike Shope with Adam Krautwurst here on the deep end. You know, it's also very cold in the deep waters, so uh, we're going for realism. We are daring tonight to be the one fantasy football podcast not to be throwing lineup advice at you for the FFPC playoff challenge. Don't worry, that'll be tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow night. It may be a little bit of that before we're done because we both are starving for it. But tonight we're going to meet Alex Kaganowski, the co-founder of FFPC. He and the FFPC brought up this week, what do you want different in the future? And we're going to tackle some of those topics tonight. Also, we're going to meet last year's playoff challenge winner, Stephen Rannigan. I'm sure some lineup stuff will come up with Stephen. So Alex, right after we bring in the Sharks, this is the deep end. Adam, those sharks are going to do whatever they want. I mean, we don't bring them in. We don't cue them. They're going, they're, they're sharks. That's that. That's what sharks do. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is what sharks do. Welcome, Alex Kaganowski from the FFPC. Alex, Happy New Year. Thank you for uh, all the fun the FFPC brings us. We met in September in Las Vegas, and this has been a, a great thrill for me this year, and I know for, uh, for thousands of other players. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Hi, Adam. Hey, how nice are you? Meeting. Yeah, it was nice meeting you, Mike. And Adam, uh, it was good to see you for, what, the 13th year in a row or something like that? <laughs> yeah, so something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Is it really like that? Oh, yeah. You know, I grew up in, in the high stakes world, Mike. I don't know if you know that. I grew up <laughs> swimming in the deep end, okay? You kind of did. We've got important questions, but I want Alex to know my story. It's indulgent, but how I sort of connected with you guys, it's through Chris Lambert. Do you know that story, Alex? I might have told you in uh, in Las Vegas. I, I think Chris may have told me a while back, but you can tell it again. So this coming up is the sixth year in a row that a friend and I created a league that drafts the day before the Super Bowl for next year. We called February Fix. You get your fix in February for the following season. It's It's bonkers because nobody knows anything and so we had this idea and we we have one guy who owned a bar in south buffalo a relatively sort of not, not at all a business district okay so we're on a saturday a winter saturday one o'clock there's 12 of us in this bar no one else is in the bar i hope he doesn't hear me no one else is there it's in a hotel and two hours into the draft alex no one else has walked in the bar you know it's like okay well it's almost like a private party we're drafting our team for the following season. This is maybe three years ago, maybe four. Finally, someone walks in the door, and it's a man and a woman. And it turns out to be Chris Lambert and Lenny Papano. <laughs> and they're in Buffalo to rescue a dog, I believe. That's the story. I, I think that's what it was. So I don't know who they are. Chris immediately asks, like you would expect, right? She'd be like, what's going on here? There's a big board, you know, and 12 guys. She knows right away if it's a fantasy football draft. But the problem is... It's February, so why would there be one? And we we're in there doing this in this otherwise empty bar. We, she's like, let let's meet. So we met Chris and and Lenny. And next thing I knew, I was in pros versus Joes. I was definitely a Joe, but they called me a pro. I guess because of that. And here we here we are. Yeah, I remember um, she mentioned. I don't think she told that exact story, but she mentioned that. Oh, you know you. This is what happened. She kind of uh, paraphrased your story. And, uh, yeah, you know, this guy, you know, this guy, he's like super famous and Buffalo and the whole thing. I'm like, ah, get him in. Let's go. 
<laughs> what a lucky break for me. So uh, on that note, Adam, take it away. I know you've been sort of monitoring or even engaged in some of the Q&A that players are having with uh, questions in mind for Alex. Alex, thanks again for coming on the show. And I know, um, you know, we, we had talked in the past and I know you've always wanted to kind of um, have your, get an opportunity to maybe address some of the players out there. Cause I know a lot of the uh, FFPC players listen to the pod and they're, you know, we're all kind of a big part of a big community. And I know you guys um, tweeted out like a questionnaire, like, Hey, you know, what could we do better? What would we like to do better? And um, I know you'd like the opportunity to just kind of talk about the future in 2022. I know Mike and I are super stoked to start drafting again. So, um, and so we just had some, some, some questions that, that came up and, and I think one of one of the big ones that I think got brought up the most was the payout structure for the football guys and the FFPC um, and kind of if that's going to stay the same or do you ever see it changing in the future? And um, I don't know. Did you have any any thoughts on that? Did you guys uh, figure anything out for 2022? Are you going to stay the same or what do you well, what do you think? Well, let, let me just address it kind of a little bit in a macro uh, sense first and foremost. Um, you know, price structures from day one from when Dave and I started uh, building the price structure in 2008 for the main event. At the time, it ended up being $75,000, and I think we had 180 teams in that main event, uh, 2008. The price structure is always, you know, by far the most amount of time and thought that we put in. So this isn't stuff that we throw together. And year after year, obviously, uh, it kind of grows and, and there's different discussions. And over the years, we've had every single discussion you could possibly have. So like all the, the, the questions, all the topics that come up on Twitter, all of those things have been discussed at one point or another or many times over or sometimes every single year it has been discussed. So I think it's important for everyone to realize that, you know, this, you know, and I look, I get, I get it. It's Twitter and, you know, I, I don't want to trash Twitter by any means. But, you know, Twitter is for criticism. That's what people do on Twitter. And, and that's OK. But I, I just wanted I just wanted everyone to know that it's, you, you know, a lot of stuff that, you know, it's not it's not being dismissed. It's not being rejected. But but a lot of this stuff has been discussed many, many times. Old. So so just, you know, just kind of as a macro uh, you know, explanation for not just for price structure, but just for anything. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for 14 years, 13, 14. We live and sleep this stuff, Dave and I and Chris. And now, you know, our team has 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 uh, built out with with new members. Uh, Mike and Eric has been with us for many years. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time. We talk to players. We talk to players, guys, behind the scenes, through email and in person so much you couldn't believe you can believe so um you know the emails we get all the time involve discussions and you know suggestions and you know various things and we're always going back and forth so anyway i don't want to bore you with that that that's kind of i just wanted to preface like all my answers with that yeah. um and then you know to get into a little bit more of a detail uh, so as far as the Football Guys Players Championship, the goal uh, for 2022 is to uh, increase the cap um, for to 15,000 teams. So we have 13,200 teams. We sold it out uh, as we have been for the last uh, several years. So we're going to go to a $15,000 team cap. 
Uh, all additional prizes are going to be allocated to the championship round. Uh, the grand prize will stay at $500,000. That I know for certain. I can't really get into the specifics. I really don't. We haven't set, like, you know, second, third. But the, the goal is to flatten and deepen the prize structure this particular year. So the grand prize will stay the same. And we're going to just try to flatten and deepen it as much as you can. It's a it's a year to year process. Those have who've been with us for many years. You see us do that, you know, every other year. Like we don't always like just jack up the grand prize. Sometimes we're, you know, we're we're trying to to do the best we can in other places, and that's what we're going to do this year. And wow. the goal is, uh, and the goal is in 2023 or 2024 to eventually uh, have a chance at the million dollar grand prize. While we're on the football guys, I think the question I've seen the most often in tandem with what you said you were doing in terms of deepening and flattening the price pool is money for regular season winners. Is there a particular reason why you guys have avoided that or is it just somehow how it fell? So the you're talking about the one and two seeds. Right. Similar yeah. to the main event. Mm-hmm. Back to what I said uh, earlier, it, it's something that we talked about when we first built the contest uh, back in the days with, with Joe and David uh, from Football Guys, uh, Joe Bryan and David Dodds. We wanted, we, we were thinking about allocation, prize allocation. So prize allocation is always key. It's always trying to balance. It's, it's you know, how much can you allocate here? Is it meaningful? Does, is, a pro, is a certain prize meaningful? Is it not meaningful? If you take, if you put here, what you know? What are you going to do there? So it's so it's that constant game. So from the beginning, we obviously, as you know, we never had the one and the two uh, seed uh, prizes. The reason being is because we wanted to have we wanted to hit, hit the ground running with a, a you know a, an impressive grand prize. Right. Yeah. And the champ the championship round in general, the championship round prizes. And once you kind of go down that path and you, you start to grow and grow and grow, you realize that, you know, it, it, it's really difficult to pivot because you're talking about pretty much tearing everything down and rebuilding it again. And I'll tell you why, because the numbers are, are right there in front of you. If you just use, you know, you, you grab a calculator, it's easy. You take, let's say there's a thousand leagues and, and there's going to be more than that. There's going to be 1,250 leagues uh, in 2022. Right. If you allocate, let's say, seven hundred dollars in prizes, let's say you do three fifty and three fifty to the one and two seeds, you do the math, multiply twelve hundred fifty leagues by seven hundred, you get eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not money we could just move around a little bit. That <laughs> that, that destroys the entire tournament. I mean, the tournament prize structure. I mean. Now, yeah. some people will say, well, I don't give a crap. You know, do it. You know, and, I, and unfortunately, we, but we have to make that decision. Like we have to say to ourselves, you know what? We can't please everyone. We we are not going to tear down what we've built so many years and, and, you know, and gotten to the point that we are now. Years down the line, maybe it could happen. And maybe this thing continues to grow. Maybe instead of 50,000 teams, we're 25,000 teams. Maybe we already have the grant, the million dollar grand prize. Maybe we could start to move some money around and, and allocate prizes to the to the um, to the one and two seeds. But you know the math is just not there right now. Understandable. Yes, it, it is. Uh, do the math is the short answer to that question. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely is. Yeah, but then so, if I said do the math, I would I would literally get run run off Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> well, listen, like, it, 
If you ever need help at Alex, ignore us again. If you ever need help at managing getting run off Twitter, I'm your guy. I can tell you all about it. So I'm happy to help. So you are up to a million dollars in the main event. Adam noticed it. I don't know if Adam was the first to notice it, but one day we were on this show and he's like, Did you see this? It just came out. A million bucks for the main event. So um yeah. how is that money going to work out uh when you look forward? Well, listen, that's been our goal for several years now. You know, we never imagined in a million years, you know, no pun intended, um, <laughs> when we first started this. Uh, but uh, when we got to half a million dollar grand prize several years ago, we're like, you know what? Uh, I think the goal is to get to a million because once you get to that million, then, you, you know, that's that's a nice number that you could kind of sit at and, and, and really build from there. Um, you know, speaking of allocation, you know, then you could you could think about what else you're going to do. How else do you grow the contest? Because that million dollars, you know, it doesn't need to get to 1.5. You know, it doesn't need to get to even two. You know, um, so what what we uh, what we realized last year after having a very strong main event and selling out at 3,000 teams and you know looking at kind of the rate of entries and so on and so forth is we we are ready to make that big move. So. Uh, we're going to go to a 4,200 team cap. We went from 3,000 last year to 4,200. That's a big move. Um, we're going to have a million dollar grand prize, but we also, you know, realize that second and third places have to, have to be respectable. So, uh, second place is going to be 200 K third place is going to be hundred K. So, you know, for those that always ask for the flatter prices, maybe this is not exactly what they want, but it's not, it's not too shabby, uh, to have a, uh, to have, uh, uh, second and third place with six figures. Um, the main, uh, the league prizes are going to stay the same, um, but the entry fee will, will go up by a hundred bucks. So uh, whether it's the early bird or the um, the regular uh, price, it's going to go to two thousand dollars. Regular early bird will be nineteen hundred. The multiple team discount. Now this is where it gets a little. I'll give you guys. This is the scoop. All right, you guys yeah. are getting the scoop. Ready? Love it. So, all right. So. As you both recall, because you, you play the main event quite a bit, the multiple team discount is fifteen hundred bucks, right? So as many teams as you want to buy an additional, in addition to the first, you get fifteen hundred bucks. That's going to continue until the early bird deadline. After the early bird deadline, that's also going to go up by hundred bucks. So everything is going up by hundred bucks at, um, after the early bird deadline, so to speak, right? Um, Obviously, we'll we'll clarify all of that, and and you don't have to, you know, those listening, you don't have to write it down and remember. We'll we'll make sure to clarify. <laughs> What's the date or approximately? The date of the early bird. Uh, that I think that's always around um, around the beginning of May, if I if I recall correctly, or is it the end of May? I'm sorry. I think, I, I, yeah, I think it might be the end of May, if I remember. Maybe it's I'm the not. End of May. Yeah. yeah. It, you know what? You're right, Adam. It used to be it used to coincide with the NFL draft, and I and I think we moved it a couple of years ago. So you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you finally got to a million because I that's really what I've been waiting for to to, to win this whole thing. Is there you go. To get to a million, half a million wasn't enough. So now I'm really gonna gonna try to win this thing. But no, that's that's excellent to hear. That uh, congratulations, by the way, getting to that number. That's a really Cool number. Um, do you anticipate, um, as far as uh, you know, you're going to add more more leagues? Do you anticipate drafting earlier? Do you anticipate more drafts in Vegas? Like, how do you think you're going to get to those to those numbers? Yeah. So the, the slow drafts will launch July 4th, same as they did last year. 
Um, I know that's a controversial thing. Uh, I know some people don't like it. And, um, uh, but, you know, we, we decided to keep it there. And I really don't foresee that necessarily moving anytime soon. Uh, the online, the live online drafts will start August 12th, which, which may be, I think, uh, several days or possibly a week earlier than we had them last year, uh, but more or less in line. And the live draft schedule will not change. So, you know, if you're used to, which I know so many of our players have their Vegas trip, you know, yep. planned out for years and years and years prior and years <laughs> forward. So, you know, that we're very mindful of that. We, we try to never really tweak the uh, Vegas live draft schedule too much. Alex, so as to not keep you all night, is there is there anything or are there things about the format, the game itself, that you guys are talking about or open to changing? I mean, as you're alluding to, and I saw this play out on Twitter when it was happening, you're getting a lot of different ideas from the all-play week to different things and bye weeks and whatnot. Are, are there one or two of these things you guys are thinking about? I mean, I'm new this year or last year, at least in terms of football guys. And I, I was trying to take on that challenge. I couldn't think of anything. Like I, I, I love the way the waivers work, but you know, I'm relatively inexperienced. Is there anything you guys are sort of that's on the table at this point? So it, it, I don't know if you, how much more time I have with you guys, but I'll, it, it, if I may, I have a little bit of a story to tell you about. It actually involves Lenny a little bit from way back in the day. It's so, only fair. Only fair. All right. So <laughs> in 2002, as you know, Lenny Papano launched the World Championship of Fantasy Football, the original high-stakes season-long event. Actually, it was it's the original high-stakes any event. There was no nothing else other than season-long. So I was one of the first people to literally sign up and register for the message board. Everyone, there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook. Everyone's on message boards back then. And uh, we started talking, the community built. And I mean, it was so exciting. Everyone was looking forward to this. And and obviously conversations began about the format and the this. I mean, the same, you know, similar conversations that we're having right now. And, and I'll get kind of to the point. So there was... Um, there was a topic, and I actually don't remember the specific topic, but that's not important. There was a topic that we were debating on the message board. And um, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is a slam dunk. It should be this way. And uh, and I, somebody, or maybe it was me, somebody suggested a poll. Lenny, in his wisdom, actually put a poll in the message board. That was also very common. Message boards had polls back then. Uh, it was like before the wheel, you know, it was like, nice. <laughs> so, um, so he put a poll and I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. Let me put a poll up. This is going to come in 95, five. And the only reason it's not going to be a hundred is because five people are going to want to be, you know, contrarian or just, you know, buzz balls or whatever. And what do you think the, the result was? Well, the 50, result 50. was right around 50, 50, 50, 50. Yep. yep. And why am I telling you this story? I remember, I will never forget that because I was literally, I went, I, I, I the next day when the poll, you know, ended and the, they posted the results of the poll, I was like, how could that be? That's impossible. This is, this is nuts. How do people, so what that taught me back then and then years, you know, several years later when I launched the FFPC, I never forgot it, is that everyone, no matter how much you think that you're, everyone is going to have a different opinion about how the format should be, whether it's how the scoring should be, how the prizes should be. 
everyone will have a different opinion. So you will never, ever satisfy everyone. The most you could do is do what you think is best, and hopefully people will accept it, respect it, and, and play the format. Hopefully you'll make a fun format. Why am I telling you the story? Basically, because I, you know, to me, a lot of the suggestions that are being made are a matter of preferences. So you have your preference. We have, I have my preference. A thousand other people may have a thousand other preferences. I know from doing this for so many years and going way back to, to that poll in 20, in 2002, I know that I cannot satisfy everyone. So what we're going to do is instead of chasing preferences, we're going to try to stay with what we feel is the best, you know, it's kind of the current way. Don't break what's what's not broken. Don't fix what doesn't need fixing. If something needs to be tweaked, we're happy to think about it. But unless something is broken, it is not on our on our radar to fix it. That's our general approach. So what I hear, Alex, is team kicker for 2022. Is this, is that what I hear? Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of team like kicker. So I'll tell you something. I'll tell you, Dave and I, and this is like personally, I, I don't take things too personally. <laughs> I, hate, I hate, Dave and I, we both hate Team Kicker with a passion. Wow. So just from that perspective, it would be very difficult for us to get behind Team Kicker if we don't ourselves believe it. Sure. Right? We're yep. very passionate about our, the game, our, our, the FFPC, everything we put out. So we have to believe in it. I, I got we got to the we got to the no kicker the the slims format the best ball slims format because, you know that wasn't you know we all right that's you, that's a removal of the position, but the team kicker position I just really really dislike because it I believe it kills the draft. Uh, well, at least that part of the draft. I think the the strategy of the kicker when to draft the kicker do you draft them two three rounds earlier Tucker whoever. Uh, and then, uh, believe it or not, uh, there are a lot of players out there and players who I've known for 20 years who not only like kickers, they believe they could handicap kickers. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But they believe they have an advantage with their kicker strategies and they want to keep the kicker. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I and I, I respect you guys sticking to your beliefs. And, and you guys have, you know, you know, if people want Superflex, you guys offer some satellite Superflex leagues. If people want no kicker, you offer the Slims Correct. format. So there's, there's, you know, it's not like you're not, you know, changing anything. You're not listening to anything. You guys have been uh, creating different leagues and different formats, and that I totally, I totally get it. Well, everything. So here's the. I'm sorry, Mike, but the thing is, um, all everything you see, like you know, we love everything. Everything we've done on the FIPC platform in terms of additional features, like, for example, uh, for the Playoff Challenge, I don't know if you if you guys saw the new page with the multiple team. Uh, Love you know, like all of that. Yeah. yeah, thank you. All of that comes from, from, from our players giving us suggestions. Please add this. Please add that. We'll do that forever. We will, we will dedicate ourselves and our tech team 24-7 to making those changes. We will never say no to anything that makes sense. But, you know, in terms of – of structure, a different structure in terms of the game. That's where we, you know, we're very careful. We, we, we are traditionalists. We like to, to stick to what's not broken. And you know, that, that that's not going to please everyone. I get it. I have an 
overall positive feeling about tonight, but once you said kicker strategy, I knew I was on team FFPC. I love the kicker thing. I want, I, I think that's a great thing. I don't want team kicker. I want to, uh, I want to pick when I want who I want. That's what I want. So now you know that. Adam, do you have any Lenny stories? You know him? I mean, we both offered Lenny stories tonight. Uh, maybe you uh, should offer I, one if you have one. I'm going to plead the fifth on all, on all my, my, my Lenny stories. <laughs> okay, probably good. We'll save it for the drive to Canton next year. Yes. Uh, very good. Alex, I mean, a pleasure. Thank you for your time tonight. I think a lot of FFPC players are glad to hear from you. And I certainly respect uh, really everything you said. So uh, good job. And we'll see you in Vegas, if not sooner. I appreciate it. And I'm happy to, uh, you know, come on anytime to address any controversial issues. And if you want to have, a, you know, a, like, a, what is it, a left and a right, you know, like a debate, I'm happy to have it too. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Alex, for coming on. I know you've never, you know, you always speak your mind, which is great. And you're always forthcoming. And I know that meeting everybody in Vegas and you getting out there and being able to kind of meet everybody is really cool and, and a great opportunity for us and for you. So thank you again so much for coming on, on the show. My pleasure. Thanks, All right. Alex. Good job. Thanks, All Alex. Right. Alex Kaganowski. Do I want to I don't know. I have a Baylor shirt on. I'm a little bit cold. It's the basement. It's winter. That is not a live shot. Uh, that's a view of my yard or from the front yard. And I, I love that, but I'm so cold, Adam. I mean, look at you, the, <laughs> the, the hoodie and the hat. Like you just, it's a very cold night. We're it's... looking at a Bills playoff game where it's going to be like zero. So I needed a little sunshine and uh, Riverview tonight. Yeah, no, it's, it's freezing outside. I mean, what a great convo though. I mean, such good, good, in, good information. Great to talk to Alex and I'd love to have him on, you know, maybe even like quarterly just to discuss, you know, cause stuff comes up every, every year and, and, and they do a, a good job uh, about answering those questions. And uh, it's good to, to kind of uh, communicate with everybody and let them know sometimes why. And sometimes it's stuff that you can't talk about, like whatever, like it's just, but it's good to know that some of the FFPC customers are being heard and um, you know, they might not get the answer they want, but whatever, at the very least, it's great that the FFPC can, can reach out and answer some of those some of those questions. I, I I would tell you honestly, like I I want to disagree with some of the some of the points, like the fundamental points about the format or whatever. But but I did really I think I saw the question about FFPC the uh, FBG payouts more than anything else. And he's like, all right, well, tell me how to do it, basically. And I I think he's probably right there. I would tell him, you know, per, if I knew him personally, I would tell him, you know what. You're in the chair. You don't have to worry so much about how people are receiving right. FFPC or whatever like that. Because obviously, you know, when it comes to Twitter or whatever, he, he wants everybody to know that we are listening and we do think about these things. You know, that's yes, that's the point. But I, I wanted, I would want to assume that because I mean, there's a lot of money in it and a lot of people who care very deeply. Sure. So um, I think tonight was a good night for him. Yes. Okay. Uh, thanks again to Alex Kaganowski for coming on. We uh, did share some stories and clear up some issues, hopefully. Let's talk next to yeah. a man who has gotten checks from Alex. This is Stephen Rannigan, <laughs> who has won the FFPC Playoff Challenge. Stephen has been, I think, hanging out with us throughout. And uh, thank you for doing that, Stephen, and for your time tonight. Great. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. So the obvious question is, how did you do it? 
I mean, last year had to be just an amazing uh, result and experience for you. Tell us about uh, how you remember it, if you would. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a really, um, it was a great time. Um, just, you know, kind of going through that. I played that contest, um, you know, probably for about 10 years. I don't think I really played it when I started, but probably over the past, like, six, you know, six to 10 years or so. And, you know, some more than others. Um, but I really love the format. I think it's, you know, I think I've said this before. I think uh, it's simplicity makes it like really attractive to all kinds of players, right? It's not, you know, it's not like you have to be playing tons of teams every year or, you know, it's not like you have to, um, you know, know the league inside and out with injuries and rosters and all that. Like, I think you can do pretty well if you have just a pretty good understanding of, you know, kind of the way the year is going and the way the league's going and, you know, you know and such. So I think it's structured great. I mean, they're, they're an awesome company. I mean, I've been on different places talking about them and um, they just do, just do an amazing job with customer service and um, really go out of their way, I think, to help their customers. And, um, you know, the website is great. Like, you know, I, I heard Alex saying he takes a lot of feedback from, you know, his customers and, and it shows because, um, you know, I'm not a high volume player, but I'll play multiple teams. And, you know, the website is a great, uh, it's a great vehicle to, um, you know, get things done in a manner that you need to in a fast way and, you know, and, and also effective. Right. So um, that part I love, I mean, I, I, I think they're the best at that. I've seen some of the layouts of some of the other sites and um, you know, that, that, that to me is important, you know, and just to look and feel everything, the site, they, you know, whoever they hired to develop that, did a great job. So, so Steven, what's, um, so I know, you know, you won it all last year, five for 500 K. What was kind of the key to your success last year? How many, how many entries did, did you put into this tournament? Uh, do you think that's optimal? Are you doing more this year? You know what? So how, how did last year work, work for you? Yeah. Yeah. I probably put in, I think about like 15, maybe, um, you know, usually I'll do a little less than that, but I think I had had a, um, like a pretty good, you know, decent end to the year last year. So I sort of judged it that way. I sort of just go kind of on gut and feel for, you know, how many I'm going to play. And that actually brings up a good question is really like about ROI and like how many entries do you really want to play, you know, with the amount of people and what the payout is, right? Like I'm a big believer. I'm always searching for the optimal amount of teams to play in a contest because, you know, if you're going to play a hundred, right, that's not, that's not very effective. Right. And, you know, if you're on, you know, a lot of the same players and that's really not going to work. Right. But if you play two, right, that, that may not work. Right. You, you know, you may not even get to pick the players you want because, you know, you'll be in a draft and they'll get picked, um, you know, during that draft, you won't have a chance to get them. So yeah, I, I played like 15 or 20. Um, and I really, I tried to structure it around, um, you know, kind of the quarterbacks that I liked. Right. And I, I liked, um, Unfortunately, I like Lamar last year and um, and Brady also. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I started. I kind of started with that kind of, okay, you know, who do I like, um, you know, as quarterbacks to, you know, who could who could win the Super Bowl, basically, you know, kind of in my eyes. And um, that's that's kind of the way I started, you know. Um, I think I had, um, I had Brady, Kamara, and Chubb as my running backs, um, Kelsey, um, the Washington defense, Matt Gay, and then I had six wide receivers. I had A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, Claypool, Metcalf, Devontae Adams, and and Diggs. So I had a lot of receivers, and, um, you know, I think, you know, like that's kind of 
you know, how I characterize, I thought a lot of the teams in the playoffs were, you know, like a, like a little bit pass happy kind of. Um, so um, that's, that's kind of how I structured that. Um, you know, and I know I kind of thought like AJ Brown was coming on last year, pretty heavy last year from what I had seen. So, you know, I was kind of like moving away from Henry and stuff like that. Um, so it's, you know, people always ask me a strategy. It's, it's really kind of a piecemeal thing, right? You have to, you got to look at it from like basically every team's perspective, right? I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder how you remember the Cleveland Pittsburgh game on yeah. a Sunday night. So you seem to be a Baltimore fan. Uh, the Ravens <laughs> win that afternoon in Tennessee. And then there's the Nickelodeon game with the Saints that really no one cared about too much. And then you have Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And we're in Buffalo, right? So it's the Steelers unless Cleveland wins. And you are in, or I'm not sure if you're in Baltimore, but with the Ravens, it would be Buffalo if the Browns win. Like, so we're sort of watching the game as fans, if I have you somewhat right, uh, kind of the same way. And then you get that game. So you get the result as the fan, which is going to be Ravens-Bills. But what I'm more interested in is how Chubb, and Claypool, I mean, they went a long way to win you this tournament, it would seem, because, I mean, even with yeah. Kareem Hunt scoring two touchdowns in the first quarter of that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Anyway, I don't say anything more. Like, how do you remember that night? No, no, that's a great point. I'm, I'm, I'm not from Baltimore. I'm from Boston, actually. But and I do. I just yeah. love the Ravens. I don't don't ask me why. Um, but, um, yeah, it's it's really funny you say that because I think that was a key game, the Pittsburgh game. Um you know, in determining this because um, I really like Chubb and, you know, I think Chubb, you know, kind of went nuts there in the second half. Right. And um, it was interesting because I thought to myself during that game, I was like, you know, and I've said this before, I think where, you know, I saw Juju Smith-Schuster going off and I really liked him. Like he was kind of one of my favorite plays last year in this contest. Um, And I sort of backed off it a little bit. Like I, you know, kind of picked him a little bit, but, and it was so interesting because in that game, Claypool hadn't really done anything and they were in garbage time. And I think if memory serves me correct, I think he got two touchdowns in the second half. He may have got right. one in the first half, but I know he got one late. And I thought, wow, that like totally bails you out, you know, because it got him a little closer to, to you know, to Juju. So um, I just, I really loved Claypool last year and I didn't really have him, you know, in, you know, in that many things. So I, I sort of thought, you know, you know, I think he's ready to do something. And, you know, it really was, for the most part, I think garbage time with him, really, because they were down so much in the game. So it's very observant of you. That that I always look back on that game as, like, a huge piece of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel – well, th- those are called instincts, Stephen, what you, what you were feeling. And you, <laughs> you, show you, you had the right instincts. Um, but, yeah, Chubb was certainly a huge part of your puzzle, you know, to get that five, 500K because I know I certainly wasn't counting on – I don't remember exactly all my lineups last year, but I certainly wasn't, I didn't have a lot of chub, if any, you know, thinking that they would go beat, beat Pittsburgh. Uh, kind of fast forward to this year. Do you, I don't know if you, if you've started building your lineups yet or what, but do you, um, do you have a, a, a Nick Chubb guy this year that maybe is an underdog running back on a team that should, should lose? Do you, do you see somebody like that in the, in, in this year's competition? I can see somebody like a Josh Jacobs, maybe, you know, something like oh. that. That's kind of, you know, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge Jacobs fan, but, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I could see him, um, you know, kind of being one, um, I haven't started building any lineups. And the only reason why 
you know, and I thought I would bring this up where I think it's a huge thing. I mean, COVID's a huge thing in this, right? I mean, in the regular season, you know, I had teams that were going great, like especially at FFBC. I had a lot of really good teams and COVID just like killed, you know, killed them all at the end there. Um, you know, I had a couple of teams with one quarterback injured and then the other one got COVID, you know, and I'd actually backed them up and I'd actually thought about taking three quarterbacks for a while. And I'm like, oh, you can't do that. That's not, not really that optimal to do that. Right. Um, and it turns out that probably would have helped me. I don't think it would have made any difference, but um, you know, COVID's a big thing, right? I mean, you know, how much do you, how much do you decide if you want to play? Right. So, you know, you know, to your point, again, I haven't started putting anything together. I've been sort of, you know, more just thinking about it a little bit, um, but COVID that's going to play a huge piece in it. Um, I think the only nice thing about it is, is that, at least before you set your lineups, you'll have an idea of the people that have it before the first round, you know? So that's, that's, that's a little bit of a saving grace, I think. Right. Because, you know, you're going to know, um, problem is later down in those roads, you know, you know, you know, down in those rounds and you're hoping, you know, that the team has the wherewithal to kind of like, you know, kind of get the team sort of, you know, into like a, you know, like a quarantine, you know, kind of a mini quarantine type of thing, hopefully. So, um, that was one of the things. And the other thing I had heard recently that I think is a big thing. And, you know, you talked about running backs was, you know, what about the guys that have been hurt that people really aren't going to focus on? Like, I mean, one's kind of obvious, but Henry, right? So Henry's one, right? And then you got guys like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, right? I mean, you just, you know, who knows, right? Really, you don't know, you know, if he plays, how much will he play? You know, he's got, you know, a couple of those running backs there now. Um so I think there's really a, there's even more wrinkles into it this year, which is I think it's kind of fun. I think the more variables you throw in, it's it's better. I think there's there's probably been some years where there's ten teams and it's like the obvious ten guys, you know, like that you would take, and there's maybe two right that are you know you know there's a variance. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, I remember two years ago I finished fourth in this contest, and I remember I remember he Eric talking on one of his shows, and he was saying how a lot of the folks he had talked to had said, you know, that there's, there's, there's like a pivot team that's, that's pivotal, you know, no pun intended to, to, to really making a difference in the contest. And that year was the 49ers. And I remember him saying that, that he had heard a lot of people talking about that. And, you know, because there were so many, you know, there was like multiple running backs there. There was, you know, multiple um, offensive weapons and things like that. So, you know, I had most of it. Luckily I loved him that year. Um, I unfortunately didn't have enough. I didn't, you know, I had taken, you know, one player, I think that wasn't very great on one of the really good teams that year. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, you know, if you can find those teams where it's, you know, the pivotal player like that, I I know that doesn't really, that really doesn't signify too much, but I, but I think that's a, I, I, I think that's an important factor. I think the one thing that does signify is that you have to really, be willing, maybe even to be a little bit uncomfortable with who you choose. I mean, either the team isn't expected to win or it was Tevin Coleman in San Francisco that I had that year, but it was Mostert, maybe four touchdowns, the NFC Championship, who smashed. So you have to be, if you have enough teams, you can sort of let it fall the way it does, but be a little bit uncomfortable there. Wow, Stephen, two two things are sort of awesome to me. One, a Lamar Jackson fan in Boston, Adam knows I'm a Lamar Jackson fan in Buffalo, so I feel like we're sort of connected in that way. There you go. Two is you were fourth then and first. I mean, top 10 this year should mean Kimmel. You're, you're doing our show. You're going to do <laughs> Eric's tomorrow. I think I saw him tweet. I mean, Kimmel is next. That's right. Well, people talk to me about it. And I say, you know, I don't think I'm even that good. I honestly don't. And I'm just like, uh, you know, 
some people tell me, oh, no, you're this, you're that. And I'm just like, you know, it's again, I think it's just more I think some formats I'll, I'll play some contests and I finish like every team of four teams and they're over 2000, you know, like, you know, 2100, 22. And I'm just like, man, what am I doing? What, what was I thinking? You know, um, <laughs> but I think I really do. I think, you know, I think it's what's amazing about this industry is there's so many different formats out there. You know, I think this is a key thing. And if you can find a format that you like, um, at least if you lose, you can have fun, but you know that you, you know, you have a feel for it. Right. Um, you know, and that, you know, you could also get bad results and still have a good feel for it. It's, um, but I think that's a part of it. I've gotten better at that over time when I know I'm just not good at something. I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. And yes, I am a Lamar Jackson fan. I really think, um, he helped me win one of my titles two years ago. So I, I have a, um, I think he's great, but he's kind of regressed a little bit. So I'm a little concerned. See, we'll see how it goes. They need a new offensive coordinator who is knows how to develop a passing game, in my opinion. I mean, uh, enough of this. Um, yeah. By the way, I want you to know, I had a main event team that just missed the money with three quarterbacks on it, and none of them played week 17. <laughs> oh, so, uh, okay, so I wasn't Cousins. the only one, right? No, I mean, I went to three, which, like, as you said, maybe not optimal. Cousins, Garoppolo, Fields. Wow. Got to go to four. Come on. Zero. We lost by five points. We lost the money by five points with zero. Gross. Well, see, you know, and that's what I mean about this year. I was so tough is like, you know, maybe you'll see it next year. But, I mean, to me that just, you know, you sign up for what you sign up for. But it was just, it's like disheartening kind of, you know, like it's just like, you know, because you work at it, you know, and build up that team. And, you know, yeah, you know. Maybe you're not going to win it. Maybe you're not going to finish top five or something. But you just – you built the team. You made good picks, and you're just – you know, and then that happens, and you know right away it's done. You're done. You have no chance. So that's unfortunate. Steve, that. one, one last question for, for me. Do you – and you might not even know the answer to this, but do you focus more when you're building these playoff lineups? You know, I find that it can be so – you know, you've got multiple lineups, and you're really trying to figure out – you want the most optimal way of doing them all together – in, in a portfolio sense. And um, do you find yourself focusing more on players, like what the player's going to do? Or do you find yourself more along the lines of, hey, let's just figure out what teams are going to get through. And then we'll throw a dart at the players because we, how, you know, I, I can't tell you what a player is going to do this week, let alone three weeks from, from now. So we don't know weather, we don't know COVID. So do you find yourself more on the long lines of, hey, let's figure out what teams are going to get through? Or is it a combination of both? What, what do you think? I think it's a little combination of both. I think it's, I think your core, you kind of focus on like, okay, what teams are going to go far, right? That's kind of the, that's kind of the way you look at it. You look at your shell like that. But the key is, I think on those, I think Eric talked about this on on on, on one of the serious shows is like, you know, you, you have those other teams that, you know, yeah, you know, you may have your two throwaway teams, but those other teams, like a lot of those teams that don't look great, they, they have like a pretty diverse offensive tree right you know like a lot of the you know you look at like the Raiders or whoever the Eagles or you know even the Niners some people like the Niners you know um so you have a lot of options there right so that that's really the key I think you know and I I go by gut feel a lot on stuff like that you know like if I see if I see a team like that you know like for you know for instance the Patriots are in there right you know I, I don't know I, are they going to go too far I don't know probably not um they don't look very good but like I like some of their receivers a lot, you know, and most people outside of new England wouldn't, wouldn't look at them and think, yeah, you know, I like those receivers. Right. So, 
you know, there's a couple of them. Like, I love Myers, right? So Myers. I don't know what I take him. Maybe not, but if I was sort of feeling like, you know, hey, you know, like, yeah, maybe you could have a good game or Kendrick Bourne, like Kendrick Bourne can blow up, you know, like he's he's got that capability. He's not a superstar. He's got great advanced stats, can do everything. You know, you got guys like, you know, like I, I was I was thinking there's there's a ton of good tight ends in this playoffs, right? Probably more yeah, than I've ever seen. Yeah, it's deep. Um, yeah, and I think that's another thing, along with COVID, a couple of those running back, is that that tight end thing because you could bring in a really crazy strategy if you wanted to, right? I mean, you could, you know, who, who knows? You could have four tight ends in the you know in the final four, right? Five. Mike says five. <laughs> no, yeah, Stephen, right? I'm right with you. I'm so right with you, Adam. Like, come on, Kelsey, Gronk is easy. Schultz yeah. is defensible. Waller, yeah. yep. Ertz. And it's yeah. that's not even the whole list. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah, yeah, the first I'm 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 gonna chat with Mike in the first the you know, I like to go in and just do one lineup, just initial gut feeling. Ding ding ding. I rolled through, I took a picture of it. There was four starting tight ends in this in this roster. <laughs> so yep. yeah, for, definitely deep. Yeah, and I I don't think that happens a lot in this contest, but I could see it's gonna happen eventually, right? It really is. I mean, or or it's gonna get close, right? So well, yeah, you, I mean, you I said the thing earlier to... about about how like running backs, maybe there were years where 10 guys was was easy. And yeah, what you have in running back this year is like look at the NFC. How many teams out of seven is it sort of even known at all that one running back is gonna get 70% of the touches? It's yep. it's San Francisco, maybe, which is sort of ironic because everybody's thinking everybody's valuable in San Francisco. And there's Fournette. But everybody yep. else is Dylan or Jones, right? Like it's just you go on Arizona's a question mark, Dallas is a question mark. So running yep. back is a little bit pretty far out there this year. Yeah, I mean, you could say that okay, everyone's not gonna have running backs. I'm gonna have a ton of them now. You know what I mean? It just there's so many yeah. things you can do, right? Right, um, right. Good point. Um, you know, if there's a team you really like, you know, and you just maybe like Mac Jones. I won't have that, but I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, who knows, right? You know, the Pats could go on a defensive run. You know, I, again, I don't think so. But, you know, stuff like that, you know, you could have a, a quarterback like that along with like a like a chalk lineup with it or something. But it's just cool. So I think it's better than the regular season myself. But I, I, I get so pumped up to do this contest and I'm sure COVID will ruin it, but I think it's great. And again, I think it's the simplicity of it. I think some of the other leagues make it a little too complex, like that you can't even almost figure it out. You know, people say, Oh, well, that's what makes it great. And it's like, I don't even think the people who created it know, you know, knew that they were trying to make it that tough. Um, but I just think it's great. It just makes it, it's, 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 you know, simplistic, you know, one, one player team. And, um, yeah, the company's awesome. You know, I won the contest last year. They, you know, they called me during the game. No other company has done that. You know, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've respect for other, co- you know, you know, the other companies in the industry too, but nobody did that. You know, nobody called me during the game to say, "Hey, man, congratulations! You did, a, you did a great job." You know, they're they're a quality company. I, I really mean that. That's you don't find that a lot. You know, nowadays in a lot of industries, good companies, um, but they do it. They're good. No, no, no doubt about that. Steven, great job. You were, you, you slipped in earlier. I don't even know if I'm a great player. I'm going to tell everybody I think you are. I really felt like a lot of things you said tonight were super smart. And, you know, good luck with Eric tomorrow. He's tough. (laughs) 
I know. I have to remember not to make fun of the Packers. I didn't mean to make fun of them last year, and he got upset. <laughs> no. You can do it. You can totally do it. All right. Thank you yep. very much. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, here's hoping you finish second this year. I mean, that would be awesome, right? 4-1-2? <laughs> right. M- Mike, Mike one, Adam two, me three. All right. You got it. <laughs> Even I'm third okay would that. be so I'm okay with that, too. Thank you, Stephen. Yep. Thanks very much for tonight. Thank you. Thank, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Oh, I love it. Super good. Super good. Baxter. Baxter. Baxter, our buddy Baxter, talking about go Bills. Let's let's go. You know, I keep hearing, and I feel like. From the I, bare I, knuckle, I, by the way. From the bare knuckle. Uh, that's right. The, the mean streets of the bare knuckle. <laughs> he lives in the mean streets of LA over to the mean streets of the bare, the, 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 the bare knuckle. And we'll talk more about matchups and stuff tomorrow, but that just heard multiple people talking about the bills. And I just, I don't know, maybe I'm the guy that I think new England has a, has, has a real shot. You know, you hear people outside of, I, I always like to get the the, the outside of Buffalo outside of my heart view. And, and a lot of people really don't give them a chance. Vegas gives, gives new England a chance. And, and that Jacoby Myers point was really, really great. Cause a lot of people are like, Hey, if the Patriots win, it's Damian Harris. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's not, maybe it's Jacoby Myers. And, Maybe that's how you get a little bit different, but uh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, that would be a baller's play, Jacoby Myers. <laughs> We're going right. to talk tomorrow night with Matt Schauf and Jared Smola on the Draft Sharks podcast and strategize. And I had typed out a text today about Zay Jones, but then I erased it. I wouldn't want anybody to know. I mean, <laughs> there's no there's no touchdowns. Zay Jones, so there are lots of recent targets, but he has one touchdown all season, and it was in the opener. And, you know, like Renfro is sort of calmed down a little bit. And what is Waller? Okay, well, who else is there? And I thought of him and I like text it. I'm typing it out to you and Matt and Jared. And like, you know what? No touchdown equity. But you know what? Maybe uh, two Maybe this that's, week. That's the play, right? Steven plays and we'll He's talk to due. him next year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. He made a lot of great points. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed tonight. Alex answered a lot of questions about even gave a couple of new things away about next year in the main event. Do you want to comment on any of that? I mean, that's from earlier, but uh, the main event, the, the prices to play the prize structure. Yeah. I thought he answered the FBG payout question for good. As far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yeah, so I totally respect his stance on everything. And, you know, I'll obviously continue to support them and they are the best around um i if i had my choice i would prefer some uh, some football guys payouts for the for the for the regular season i do think that that might i mean we'll see i, I hope it doesn't hurt hurt the competition but i think there's there's a lot of people that really got banged up bad by covid this year that didn't make anything from their regular season and then covid killed them in the postseason and hopefully people co- co- come back we'll see um as far as like the big high volume guys um, so I, I, I get that he wants to get that prize pool to a million, which is really, really cool team to team kicker and stuff that all that little small stuff that I obviously prefer team yeah. kicker. Um, and not, not even from a competitive just for just literally just for COVID like, so I don't have to carry th- two, you know, two kickers. Cause the difference between 500,000 or now a million and whatever he said, 300,000 for second or whatever is, could be a point, which could be not having a kicker because of COVID or whatever. So no, I totally get all the points. Um, I'm one of those guys who doesn't love that there's, and and Alex and I have actually talked about this before. I'm not a big July 4th, slow draft main event guy. 
Uh, I do them because I feel like I need to because I've, other other people are getting exposure during those times. But I'm a I'm an old school. You know, let's do it all the last week of the year. But I get it. It's a business. You want to make it grow. You can't you can't get a million dollar prize pool with drafts for one week of the year. So uh, I totally get it and I love it and I'll be a part of all of it. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yes. Fundamentally about the FBG, what he got to was the big payout and not the league payouts is what that tournament is about going yeah. back to its roots. Yeah. And so he's saying, if I can sort of try to interpret it, this is what I was thinking, listening to him. Like, that's what that tournament is meant for. It's not the main event. It's not a league where you can go in and double your money before the sprint. And it's great that there's both. Right. So you, you have the, the FBG where you can put in, if you're somebody who can afford numerous main event teams, several main event teams, you can pound the FBG that a lot of the same people do. Yeah. And you just know, and the terms are already laid out anyway, you can choose to play in it or not. That's that, right. That tournament is about the money at the far end, which yeah. is, of course, great. And there's there's a lot of luck in it in terms of COVID and kicker points. I mean, there's so much luck in fantasy anyway. I embrace it. I love kickers in leagues. I love defenses in leagues because people should – sort of reflect on how much luck there is in the rest of it. The late touchdown, you know, talking about Claypool last year or whoever, like every big tournament is one. The The FBG this year was one on that Najee Harris touchdown run. By, by, a, somebody, team, by a team with one entry. One entry. What? I had the two main event teams with Louis, Louis G. One <sighs> lost because our three quarterbacks were all zero. The other one lost on that play. <laughs> So, you know, but you have, you just, you, you need to be at a, in, in my, with due respect, personal opinion, you want to be in a place in your life where you can lose in these ways and, you know, just sort of look around. Yeah. And you're, you're only really playing at this level because you can afford to do it. Your life is good and you have the kind of freedom and sort of uh, even the wealth, like what it costs a lot of money to play in this stuff to be able to do in that, do, do this stuff. And if you get beat, you know, it can be stupid sometimes. We all know that. We've all had stupid beats in fantasy football. Yeah. But I don't mean to be Stuart Smalley. Didn't Stuart Smalley have like clouds behind him and everything like that? <laughs> Did he have gray hair and glasses? I feel like I'm getting sort of a bad vibe now. Uh, I'm not trying to preach. I just like, you know, play. here we have mobile betting in New York State as of Saturday. I, and I, everybody... I heard you talking about that on the radio today. I could, I could feel your energy. I got the same energy. But you got to be careful with it, just 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 like you said. Holy cow! The live betting—you can bet on any game at any time on your phone. Holy cow! It's just crazy. Mike, when the Bills were only up three on Sunday against the Jets, I put twenty on the Jets money line. I said, "Let me, let me hit, let me get a, let me get a nice little, like two hundred and fifty bucks if the Bills end up blowing this thing." <laughs> wow! I was betting Jacksonville early against Indianapolis, and like you know. What do I want to do here? Do I want to hedge and win $8? No. Yeah. Jacksonville was my decision. Let's go. So that worked out because the line took a long time to move over to Jacksonville. Yeah. But oh, it's, it's so just, fun. it's a, you really have to be careful because it's a lot of excitement and it's very, it's very addicting. I mean, these live bets and plus you can cash out. It's very easy. It seems already to me apparent to make a $40 bet 
And then in five minutes, you're like, oh, I can cash out for 33. I'll take it. I'll take the 33. And just like, yeah. oh, that's seven bucks. But every one of those is a win for the house. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you got to make sure you can handle it. That's financially, that's emotionally, that's all of this. That's this thing that's gambling. We're not too disparate of creatures, fantasy and, and all that. So so tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. what are you going to wear tomorrow? Ooh, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to wear a jersey of some of, of some sort. I'll wear a jersey. I'll, I'll, Me I'll, too, I'll then. Surprise Me you too. Then. Me too. Red Next Sox? Time. No, it'll, it'll, it'll be football. Although Steven's oh. probably a Red Sox fan. Hopefully he's not an Orioles fan. You know what I mean? Like, let's go, let's go Red Sox. I, I liked that. I like that. I got my guy. <laughs> um, I will wear a jersey tomorrow too, but no football jersey fits me. I, I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out, but let's do it. If you can get Matt and Jared, that's a home run. It's oh, a grand yeah. slam if you can get those for, guys. For sure. Thanks everybody for watching. Hope you enjoyed Alex Kaganowski and... Stephen Rannigan, last year's half-million-dollar winner. A lot of good advice and thoughts on last year. Alex Kaganowski, of course, from the FFPC. Mike Shope here with Adam Krautwurst. We will see you tomorrow night with Matt and Jared on the Draft Sharks Playoff Challenge podcast. That'll launch at 9 Eastern. So we'll be on live talking about lineup strategy team-by-team. Team. Whoops. Team-by-team team tomorrow night. That'll start at 9. Uh, thanks for watching. Leave any comments you want at DeepEndFF1, and we will see you tomorrow. See you guys.